are listening to AM 1045. My name is Danny. I'm Joseph. This is Accidents on Purpose, a weekly radio show where we cover the music of the Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, beyond. Yep. Uh, you just heard a track, a track, a hot track. From hot co- track. Hit from track. Co- from hit track from Constant Lovers, and uh, they are playing this Saturday, uh, November 21st. Yep. Uh, they're playing with... Just looking at my notes. Wait, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Go ahead. You have the date, right? Yeah, I know. Sorry I interrupted. You know that this goes out live over the air. Yeah, I know it goes goes, out live. This is going out live over the air. And so it's not today. Nope. It's... You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, So, Gatheist, Grenades, and the Great Goddamn. Yeah. Are playing with the Constant Lovers at the Black Lodge. All great bands. November 21st. It's a benefit for the Black Lodge. Uh, I love the Black Lodge. You should go there um, and pay money. And if you if you don't like any of those bands, just go, pay money, take a shit, and leave. <laughs> That's like the worst bathroom in Seattle, too. So to, oh, to pay, I've seen it's worse. a terrible bathroom. It doesn't close. Every time I go in there, I walk in on somebody. Well, that's just because you're a pervert. <laughs> I wait till someone goes in. I'm like, I have deniability. Uh, and then you open the door and you're like, I have deniability. I have deniability. And I'm like, Joseph, apparently, it's me. Apparently you... that just makes me sound guilty. That's what people say. But... Guilty as charged. Whoa. Uh, Joseph, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, well, we record every week, so yeah. it's weird that you say that. Well, yeah, I, I guess that's true. Uh, but uh, what have you been doing this past week? Um, I don't know. Not much. I went and saw Kowloon Walled City at um, the Highline, and that was a very good show. Why? Why was did it I, good? Why was it good? Why'd you go? Okay. <laughs> why did I go? I don't know. Um, well, uh, why was it good? They are just far and away one of the better live bands I've ever seen. And far and away is your favorite Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> well, which one is that? Uh, it's where him and Nicole Kidman are Irish immigrants. Oh, uh, I immediately thought of, what's the one with the race cars? Uh, Days of Thunder. Oh, that's I the one I watched after I saw Kowloon Walled City. What? Uh, I.e. Uh, Top Gun in a race car. Is it really the same thing? Uh, after the success of Top Gun, uh, they started a script, and it, the name of the working script was Top Gun, parentheses, in a race car. Okay. Wow. Why do you know that? Uh, because I'm a lonely man who gets drunk and reads Wikipedia in between <laughs> watching YouTube videos. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. Oh! What? You want to talk about Mr. Belvedere? All right, sure. No, no, we will save that for later. That's fine. But I've been good. How have you been? Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I've seen some shows. Uh, I saw Wand at Narwhal. Yeah, how's that? Uh, I like their records better. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening. Sorry. Uh, I try to make a joke during the show that did not go over well. Like loudly? Well, so it was. You always like, heckle people. Uh, well, it's in between. It was like after like, like the second or third song, and they're like, hi, we're Wand. Uh, which the only band I feel that doesn't have to do that is the headlining band. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, but they said, you know, hi, we're Juan. Uh, we're from Los Angeles. And then the drummer, who's fantastic and far and away uh, the best member of the Oof. band, uh, the drummer was like, oh, how do we sound? And I was like, oh, you sound like you're from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. Yeah. And they, it's just because they just said that. And yeah. no one else, I, I didn't say it like immediately. I said it like he had thrown the question out and yeah. there was like nothing. Yeah. And so I felt like I had to fill the, the void of silence. Right. I mean, that's funny. That's not really like a heckle. That's one of the kinder things you've ever said to a band. Uh, it's not, I really like you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a dollar if you play another song. Uh, and then uh, I also did see uh, the Help Yourself Records kickoff. 
with SSDD. Yeah. Um, I was really bummed I missed that. I had to work. Uh, it was great. Uh, I missed um, Uber Roy, and uh, I could say it was because I was working and got off late, or I could say it because I just didn't feel like seeing uh, a bunch of fucking losers try to pretend like they knew how to shred. Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> Why? Um, Why? I've never seen nail polish. Uh, they, it, was, it was fantastic. It, it was great. Uh, Aiden kind of has like a, um, a Richard Hell vibe to him uh, while he's playing bass. Yeah. Uh, and uh, David's great at drums and uh, every, everything was good. Uh, I wanted to buy an SSDD t-shirt, but their merch person, uh, i.e. Sam, the head of their label, yeah. uh, wouldn't sell me one. What is are you creating grudges with Help Yourself Records and Uber Roy tonight? Um, something's, well, go, something's going on. Uh, he know. said I can't find the t-shirts. I think he just didn't want to sell me one. Okay. Well, maybe they just didn't have one that fit you. Ah, uh, Joseph, do we have a guest this week? We sure do. I'm actually really <laughs> excited about this guest. He's been sitting through all of this. Um, welcome, Dylan Wall. You yeah. say welcome? Uh, hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Dylan Wall. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, for those of you who don't know, Dylan Wall is a local engineer and producer of some of the most amazing bands and records around. And just to give you an idea, I have a bit of a pedigree here. Both Weed Records, which I am a huge fan of. Oh, you know what? Uh, just to interrupt you, because that's what I do on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was in Bellingham today at um, fucking uh, Everyday Music. Yeah. And they had uh, the first weed record for thirty dollars. Wow! A used copy. Really? Yeah. And I was like, because I was flipping through. Like, well, I got a copy of that. I'm. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, driving up to Bellingham. <laughs> but uh, I was in there, like you know, the the new arrival section, and like it had been like every sec every day of the week. You know, they divided by day of the week. Everything right. had been like crap, and until this one day, where it's obviously someone's like really good collection. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And so the weed record, I'm like, oh, awesome, I'm gonna buy it. And I pull it out, and then it said thirty dollars. That's and like, crazy. And I'm like, I don't feel this is right. Yeah. That's, so I mean, I love that record, but that's that seems crazy. Uh, continue. But to continue, um, you also produced or engineered. You can deny any of this too. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Play deniability. Uh, <laughs> you produced the deniability record. Yeah, that's. Oh my god, you're the worst. Uh, so Pitted's new record that's coming out on uh, Sub Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Versing. They which, have a new EP which, which, which that was like the worst kept secret in Seattle. I mean, I thought it wasn't a secret anymore. Uh, it technically, it was a secret until like a couple days ago. Oh, yeah, they put a video up or something. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. yeah. But I mean, before that, like, oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I mean, everyone like was like, all right, you can't tell anyone this. Yeah. But, yep. Yeah, 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 that sounds sounds the same way I remember it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, that's why I thought it was okay to say it. I thought it was. Well, no, I meant until like earlier this week. Oh, okay, cool. Um, you did FF, which is an awesome record. Love that. And Naomi Punk's first record. Did you do the second one? Um, I well the my interaction it. with uh, some of those Naomi Punk records is a little uh, yeah it's a kind of a longer story than just like you, recorded or mixed. Can or, you, can you, do you say want me to elaborate? Can you say within an hour? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah. How long do we have here? We have, we have, an, hour. We have an hour. We have yeah. to take a break to pay some bills. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I've known uh, Travis of uh, Naomi Punk for years, and I recorded stuff for The Last Slice of Butter, which is the band he was in prior to Naomi Punk. Love that band. Uh, yeah, they're, well, they, they were awesome. Yeah. They still are awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, um, after, after Last Slice of Butter was kind of done, he came to me saying, 
you know, hey, I'm kind of working on this new thing. And he'd been uh, doing all these, um, I guess, I don't know if they were demos or if he was thinking of them as a final, the final cut. But um, I kind of helped him along the process with that. So uh, not necessarily doing any recording. I don't think I actually recorded anything oh. for anything that they've done. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but uh, I was sort of like maybe, uh, I don't know, his, his sagely figure of wisdom or something yeah. for like recording knowledge. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how we just ran into the studio. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, you know, he was like, um, I helped him do like transfers off like a four track and, um, you know, like, you know, how does the EQ on this sound, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that now all the engineering recording stuff for that band has uh, channeled into Neil, um, the other guitar player. Oh, cool. Uh, his his realm. So nice. Yeah. Did you give each other awkward looks when you see each other? Uh, always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bumped into him by happenstance uh, down in Olympia maybe a few months ago, and it was there were awkward, there were there were awkward looks exchanged. Did did it get the, the the first one did so the first one came out on um, a couple skate and then the it got reissued on um, capture tracks. So they did a like basically a full length that was never re released by anybody. Okay. Then they did uh, the feeling, which is the one that was uh, um, couple skate to capture tracks, and then. I can't remember actually if it was before or after that. They did this like three song CLS. I don't oh, know if yeah. you would call it an EP or yeah, like a single yeah. or something. It came out like in a Canadian label, right? Um, so, oh, that's right. You know what? They did a split. They did a seven inch that came out on uh, Will from Weed's label, yeah. oh, uh, Cruising USA. I think it's, well, I don't know. He'll maybe correct me in the future, but. Uh, Cruising USA, which is as far as I know defunct. Yeah. But um, that I so I take back what I said earlier. I recorded and mixed the songs on the seven inch. Oh, oh nice. I had a feeling. Getting to the truth of yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, a feeling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the feeling, like what we did. All right. Um, so, oh, boys, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. no you were more excited than no, I. Was. No, no. Move on. Dot org. Let's go. All right. You you did your own joke there. That was your own. Uh, I was just going to ask him how you got started with all this. Like, what made you want to do this? Or did it just sort of um, happen? It definitely didn't. Ju- I mean, kind of. It, it just sort of happened. But so when I was, when I was, I think I got started in high school. Um, I had a senior project. Like, every, every student had to do this, like, capstone senior project. Um, Wait, did you grow up around here? Yeah, on the east side. Oh, we're at uh, sort of Redmond oh, area. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm from um, just beyond there, so the senior project. Oh, there. yeah. Okay. Cool. Lake Washington School District. Um, uh, okay, cool. I was out in like Carnation, so a little further away. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So senior project, I had um, uh, I had to do something, and I had to like pick something, and and the only thing I really cared about at the time was like playing in bands, and yeah. so I was like, well, I'm gonna learn a little bit about recording. And so I, uh, you know, had a, my family had an old computer and I installed... Like an um, IBM fucking punch card thing? Not quite that old, <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it did have a CD-ROM drive, which probably made sounds like that. Uh, 
Um, At one point, CD-ROM was the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I learned how to use, I think it was a program called Sonar. Um, and I made a few little songs in that. And then uh, I kept playing music and then eventually decided um, that I wanted to learn more about recording. So I went to... Uh, the recording program uh, at Shoreline Community College, and uh, went through that. So now, when you're in the yeah. recording program, like, were was it mostly people kind of like you, like who like liked like independent music and just wanted to record, or was it like people who wanted to, they thought they were going to own like a record label and like produce Rihanna cuts? I think it was. I'd say it was mostly people like me, um, but. It, you know, it, it, I think a lot of people go into recording programs with lofty aspirations and then, uh, you know, expect to be doing something exciting as soon as they're done with them or, you know, while they're working on them and, uh, Justin Timberlake live sound. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to graduate from this community college and start working for Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah I don't I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but then you like so you knew bands and, and yeah yeah you so just I sort was, of started recording them I assume. Yeah, I played in a band called Get Dressed. Oh, and cool. Uh, yeah, um, and well, I mean, when did you start buying recording equipment, and what did you buy? I mean, I started buying recording equipment when I was in uh, school at Shoreline. And I probably bought some, you know, some headphones. And when I started buying stuff, <laughs> right, recording, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I meant like, like, like. So um, more substantial recording equipment. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. You, you want the real like details? Three hundred dollars. Um. Oh, those those new headphones that come with that old Dirty Bastard song? No, like like real <laughs> recording and mixing ones. Okay. Earbuds. <laughs> no, anyway. <laughs> Real <laughs> earbuds, yeah, the legit earbuds. Yeah, the three Zs um, at the end. Thank God. So, I, I, I mean, when I started, like, really buying recording equipment, I would buy, like, old, um, uh, like, old, basically the company that makes Pro Tools uh, was called, they were called DigiDesign at the time, and prior to that, they had unloaded a bunch of other stuff, and uh, so I was buying things like ADAP machines, and like, you know, stuff that could be had for like 50 or 100 bucks and like sort of piece this thing together. And, um, you know, I like find old mixers on Craigslist and stuff like that. And uh, I remember actually working on the early um, Last Slice of Butter recordings. Like we had, I was using this ADAT thing, which like, uh, I don't know if, I mean, probably nobody's familiar with this shit anymore, but it's like, uh, it recorded on these things that were basically VHS tapes. Yeah. Um, but they were SVHS tapes, the S standing for super. Um, and it could do eight tracks of digital audio on a, on a VHS tape. And this one that I bought, I think I paid like 50 bucks for it maybe. And then another 20 in shipping on eBay. And then, um, so we were recording on it, but it was like, I mean, it was probably about 10 years old at that point. And it was, it had all kinds of problems. It would like overheat and it would just shut down. And so I remember at one point we were either recording or mixing and I had it like the bottom of the case of the thing off 
So all the internal electronics were exposed and it was like on a couple chairs with a fan blowing up underneath to stop it from overheating. Um, so yeah, it was like stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool place to start though. Yeah, yeah. Then you kind of like, I don't know, I feel like you'd probably appreciate more with what you're working with now then. Yeah. Because it sounds like you were recording with a car. Like, it was like overheated. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you know, the timing belt. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. change that out. <laughs> you know, they just uh, this week stopped making Betamax tapes. They were still making Betamax This week? Tape? This week. Uh, Didn't it lose? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, but um, uh, television stations use them. Oh. Because they're like a superior tape form. <laughs> they were. No, Who's they were. Oh, so like archival stuff. Yeah, like oh, archival okay. stuff. Yeah, it, it'd been like like the, that that size tape was like. So what do they use now? Just digital stuff. I'm assuming that like that's what it is. Is that most places are going to do? But no, I mean that was the thing. Is you know Betamax was a better um, quality. It's just VHS licensed out their machines and so other people started like working on them and they came up with the pause button and fast forward hmm. uh and so vhs one innovative concepts innovative concepts yeah. at the time huh wow joseph has huh. a laser disc oh uh, i have a laser i i've heard about some of these player. i've heard about this laser disc and oh, some of the you? mail that you've oh, received oh yep um Out. there's the yeah four men in black tapes over there i now also have the cassette uh version of the Men in Black soundtrack, soundtrack which I gave you which you gave me yeah. it wasn't a mystery yeah. um, it was at Spin Cycle and I said he was stalking me at work he was in my personal space he's like hey Danny and I was, I was do a podcast I was like I was, out of here I was in the back yeah. I was in the back the back I was in the back room you're I'm, yeah yeah it was, it was it's a room you're in the back room where, con- where right. customers are not allowed you can see Customers aren't allowed I'm you not a customer my, you invaded my personal space you're right I you're, didn't buy anything you've never bought yeah, yeah you've never bought anything man uh, and so I gave you a Men in Black uh, cassette tape to get you to leave. Yep, that's Maybe okay. <laughs> I got what I wanted. So you're producing your, your, all these bands are like, Dylan, record us. When did it start becoming more of like, like a business and, a, and identity and stuff for you? Like when did you start really like building and opening your own studio, which is called um, and, and the, Tastefully Loud? And actually, yeah, uh, so I, oh, wait, I just had to settle on a name uh, like a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That's new. Well, they, when they were doing the album credits for the So Pitted record, yeah. it was like, what do you want to call your studio? And I just couldn't kind of like kick in the can. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have a name. I was like, all right, I should come up with a name. Yeah. Um, Tastefully Loud. Yeah. Good one. Well, tasteful. Yeah, oh, it's, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. We edit that. I like puns. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll beep that. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, when did you decide to make this a business? And the reason we're asking this is because the IRS called us earlier today. Oh. And, and they want to know. Well, when I do. I keep I keep pretty detailed records. I use QuickBooks. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wow. Do they have QuickBooks for recording studios? It's just one. Okay. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. I, you know what? They do have some like pre-programmed stuff in there, though, that's like for recording studios. Really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, you know. They, um, they know their I never thought I'd got to a point in my life where someone would tell me something about QuickBooks. And I was like, <laughs> Awesome. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, do you want to do? Do you want to turn this into like more of a accounting podcast? Yeah. Um, well, that's actually the show that comes on after us. Oh, <laughs> but if I stick around, I, yeah. maybe I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's called Accounting One Hundred Fun. Oh. Uh, they, make, they make accounting fun. <laughs> that was a good one. But wait, so what was the first band that uh, like approached you and said, uh, "We've heard your stuff. We like your sound." Uh, yeah, and like you didn't know them or anything. Um. That's a good question. I don't know if I 
I don't know if I could really tell you with certainty what the first band that approached me. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't like so much of what I do is like through direct, you know, like friends of friends or like, you know, somebody that I, you know, like I meet, um, I meet a band at a show and I'll be like, hey, uh, I, I like what you guys are doing. Like, or send them an email or something and like, um, G-chat. you know, I'll G-chat them, I'll, I'll, I'll so Facebook messenger them. Do, and, do you primarily uh, try to like work with bands that you personally enjoy then? Do you find that's easier or? Uh, yeah, of, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have to name names, but has anyone approached you and you're just like, you had to make up an excuse because you thought they were god awful? Um, not anybody that I had heard of. Oh, so like you. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, like people will. You know, occasionally email. send you know send me an email or message or whatever, and it'll be like uh, you know I don't want to like dissuade anybody from trying to get in touch with me, so maybe this isn't the best thing to talk about. No. But um, you know, mostly it's like if it's somebody that doesn't seem like they have their shit together or like um, you know just if if they don't seem like they know what they're doing um, or like they haven't played any shows or. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's stuff like that. When I say like don't know what they're doing, I don't mean like you know. There are a lot of bands that you know haven't haven't done very much, but are doing something really cool, and I would I would like to talk to them. Um, <laughs> if you're one of those bands, yeah. email us at accessonpurposepodcast <laughs> at gmail <laughs> I haven't checked the email in like a month. Uh, Have we gotten anything? Only from Dylan, pretty okay. much. We, oh. We've been not. It took me like a week to respond to his email, which I'm <laughs> sorry about. It's because I was like really sick and then I was out of town. Anyway, I'm just sick of those emails. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I got so email can be emails. a very slow method of communication. Oh, you know, one. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but one follow. No, you're to, not. Yeah, fuck you. Bro. <laughs> uh, one follow up to last episode. So uh, if you listen to last episode, if you haven't listened to the uh, last episode, I think episode, maybe I did. It was it was the coffee one. Oh, I listened to two-thirds of that okay. one, Well, did you hear about when we were talking about a band had approached us to come into our studio and play live on the air? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do remember so that. They, the Accidentals. The Accidentals. So they were bugging me about <laughs> not getting back to them. And so, now, if you're not from Seattle, you may have not have heard about this story. This is a true story. Um, so, okay, so I, I sent them a message that said, Sorry, there's been a snafu. And then I had a link to a news story. And the news story was about how at 6 a.m. a garbage man was harassed by a man in his pajamas. Oh, and then, yeah, I had read that story. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then this kid stole a garbage truck, drove around, ran over. Uh, there's this like uh, sh- uh, bicycle share program, ran over that drove around red drove by a police station almost hit police officers the whole time the parking brake is on and so it's making a horrible smell God. and then the only reason he stopped was because he crashed into a different garbage truck because the brake stopped working because he burnt them out uh in the news story the best part of the news story it was towards the end it said uh, the driver only had his learner's permit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that explains license, why the parking yeah, brake was on. Been, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so I sent the accidentals. I just said, "There's been a snafu," <laughs> and then I sent them that article. They've not contacted us back. The, the stranger had that thing that they do where it's like they illustrate, they make a comic out yeah. of like something. Redu- they did that. Oh, then I haven't story. seen that. They released it today. It's pretty funny. 
Um, Those comics are super funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Said, Today I thought The Stranger came out on Wednesday. You know what? You know what, Danny was online today. I don't know what to tell you. I, ne- I, ne- I never know what to tell you, to be honest. So, do you feel that you spend too much time recording other people's music and you don't get a chance to concentrate on your own? Oh, um, <laughs> deep question there. Uh, but I don't know if I feel like I, I'm. Yeah, everything's always you know. It's like hmm, maybe. Um, no, I do spend like all my time working on other people's music, but. Um, I enjoy doing that. So no, which I mean, I think no, I can understand that. I, th- I think that's great. But I just yeah. wonder, like, do you have like stuff on the back burner that you just don't have time to get to? Actually, I I do ha- kind of have something. Uh, that a rock opera. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's an epic rock opera. It's this album. It's about ten hours long, yeah. and it's it's kind of the ring cycle of um of rock operas. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's kind of like, I, I don't feel like I'm ever, I, I never have any kind of like resentment about it. It's mostly like, if I have free time, um, I might work on something or I, you know, might just watch Netflix. Yeah. But, um, just try YouTube. Yeah. Oh it's like YouTube. It's, or... it's, it's like a free Netflix, but they're only like two and a half minutes long. Oh, cool. Oh I can, God. yeah, I could watch a lot more YouTubes than uh, Netflixes. Yeah, I, I'd recommend watching uh, a video by the guy who says that uh, Back to the Future predicted 9 11. Ooh. It is amazing. <laughs> what do you do in your free it time, is, Danny? It is amazing. It's not. It's amazing. You've been in two, but but anyways, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see how like recording a band is you know creatively satisfying. But yeah, yeah, it's just weird because usually people get into recording because they play music, and then like that kind of like takes control of their life. Yeah, I don't know. I so the bands that I that I, I haven't really played in a band in in years. Last thing that I had, Joseph plays bass. Um, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, do you play anything? I then? don't. I don't. Oh. I don't. He plays the crowd. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. I I you know it's funny because I I do wind up playing on people's records from time to time. Um, Shaker and tambourine with, with, with regularity. Uh, do you get more like points for that? <laughs> you know, I've points never uh, yeah. Yeah. never never done anything on points. Oh, never yeah. never done one of those deals. So. So when you got into this, was there anything like, was there a certain producer or way of engineering or like a record sound that like shaped the way you wanted to record things that you felt like gave you your, your voice or like, like, like the way you make records sound, I feel like they're, they're very crisp and clean and, and you can just like hear, even when it's noisy, like you can really hear everything super well and it doesn't sound like... Like you said, you you record with Pro Tools, but it sounds so. It sounds like it doesn't sound so digital or anything like that, or like forced. Um. Well, I don't. I so I guess in 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 response to the you know, is there anybody in particular? Um, you know, there were definitely like things that I liked before I, you know, really got heavily involved with this. That I've since come back to, and I'll go like, ah, oh, I don't like the way this sounds at all. Yeah. Um, that were you know like heavily influential on me at the time, um, but uh, as far as like, I think, I think that what I try to, 
sort of what I'm always kind of going for is like some sort of like clearness and 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 clarity, but at the same time also like kind of um, like tastefully fucked up at the same time. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, you know, something like the rawness of like, I don't know, like an old Sonics record, but like, you know, still sort of clear and, you know, something with beautiful strings in it or something. Um, I don't know, some combination of that. And I think one of the things that I, I, I always try to get people to emphasize is like a really clear melody and like hook that sort of pulls the song along from beginning to end. Yeah. Whether it's vocal or like a guitar lead that comes in or something like that. So it sounds like you do a lot of a lot of input onto the music that you help record with people. Is that is that right? Um yeah, I'd say more or less depending on the record. Like yeah. some people just want I, it's it's rare that I work with anybody that just wants somebody to hit record mm. and like keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm working on something right now with an old friend of mine who, um, basically is like a, a songwriter. So he came with just, uh, his acoustic guitar, you know, his voice and his songs. And we've been kind of like getting other people in to like put in the different pieces. And I rarely work on records like that. Yeah. Um, cause it's very time consuming and, um, you know, I'm, I'm usually somewhere in the middle of like, oh, maybe you should cut the intro in half. Maybe you should, uh, you know, this thing is sounds like it's the most important thing. Maybe you should like not be playing a guitar lead over the mel over the vocal melody kind of thing. Yeah. Um, do you ever have to like just be like, everyone needs to stop. We need to take like a breath. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, like, I mean, like, it just, it seems like yeah. things aren't working or, like, bands are too, like, stressed out. Yeah, or, totally. Um, because, like, sometimes it seems like being the, you know, the person that's not in the band, you have the ability and in some ways the responsibility of being like, okay, it seems like, like everyone's pissed at each other. Yeah, yeah. Tough responsibility. Uh, like, let's, <laughs> let's just, like, you know, take a breather. Yeah. Totally. Um, I guess that might be um, easier if you do know them because then you can, like... But there's also you're on like, your home tour. It's your mm -hmm. studio. Like I'm, you're you're on your your home tour. Right. And, yeah. Like, well, not not always. I mean, like actually, in those full band situations, where you know, I'm usually somewhere that's not necessarily a foreign place, but like um, in <laughs> sagely. <laughs> here comes some sagely advice. <laughs> that um, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Uh, yeah. So my so my spots uh, just set up to like mix and do overdubs. So like vocal takes, guitars, you know, anything supplemental. But it always starts uh, in a bigger studio. So someplace where like the full band can set up and you know where there's room for a drum kit and mm. everybody to put headphones on and play at the same time. Even if we're not keeping everything that everybody plays. Um, so yeah, you know, like studio days are long and especially in those like early set, uh, early sessions when you're doing, uh, basic tracking, which is like, you know, just everything live. Um, uh, yeah, it can be like, you know, a 10, 12 hour day, maybe even longer. And like, if you don't take appropriate breaks, everybody kind of shuts down yeah and, you know even i'm a little loopy by the end of it it's For like sure. a lot uh, of coffee 
Has anyone ever tried to make a bad joke about there being a wall of sound? Oh, yeah, producing? totally. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I played around with that video for like a second as an introduction. I was like, don't, don't be no, that. No, you actually did make that joke through a text message. No, you did. Me. No, you did. Did I? So. Oh, no. I, 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 you said something about yeah. him coming on and yeah. I was like... Is he gonna to try to fight me? Which I, I say that all the time about. No, my I'm just just gonna hear and from Bill Spector's lawyer. I hope he doesn't build a wall. Yeah. yeah. So you did make a joke. I did. Yeah, but that was between us. I didn't make it on a public forum. That's. You don't know that like I screenshot all of our text messages. On your flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Show me how to take a screenshot on your flip phone. I would love to see you do that. Well, you just get a camera and you take a picture <laughs> of it. Oh man. All right, now I feel oh. like I feel like it's time to really ask this question. Uh-oh. If you had a chance to go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? <laughs> oh no. my god! Get at it! Get the politics <laughs> off this. Wait, podcast. no. Would you... Keep your po- keep your politics off my podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't even think there's like a answer to that question. I don't. I don't. I don't speculate on hypotheticals. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So there it is. I vote for um, one more. <laughs> um, I, no, I read something recently that was something somebody had retweeted, and it was the real question is, uh, uh, is for like GOP politicians that they should have asked is like, um, would they approve of uh, Hitler's mother getting a. Um, getting an abortion. What's well, funny? That's that's I, I said that same thing to someone. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I said that's what I wanted. That's to, the real question. They wanted a debate, didn't they? No. Oh. Okay. No. It was, I don't know anything about it. Someone told me about it at work. No. Yeah, was, I didn't watch the debate. Yeah. No, it wasn't. So what? It was, so so uh, Jeb Bush um, has an aspect to his campaign where there's an email address where if you email any question you'll get an, an instant reply. So it's obviously like an intern or someone. Okay. And they're actually like kind of like funny, creative ways of answering these stupid questions. Mm-hmm. And someone asked that question. And what was the reply? I can't remember what the reply was, but then a reporter found out about that and actually asked him in person. Mm. And he brought up the like kind of like Doc Brown, like, oh, I don't think this might have other ramifications. Oh, <laughs> but I would do it. But then someone asked um, another candidate. Yeah, so ben, it's funny. Ben Carson. Yeah, or something? Ben Carson. Yeah. yeah, and so like I, now it's becoming like a question that's being asked. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask our guest that. Well, I want to ask our guest. Yeah, I think I saw actually a reply that it was probably on the slog, stra- the stranger blog. Uh, that Stranger's Dan- getting a lot of plugs tonight. Yeah, yeah. You're which welcome, is, Stranger. Which is funny because their last music editor uh, canceled, uh, did a no-show. And then the harsh. next, and then the, Very the person who did reply to our emails did not wish to come on our, pro- our yeah. podcast. True story. You know, I think enough times passed. I'm still pissed about this. Uh, we had their last music editor booked as a guest, and they did a no-show. Oh. Well, they also got fired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. It's not there the you way. Go. If you're going to tell the story, tell the story. Don't just. They didn't just not show up. It's because they had gotten fired like a week before. Or did they not show up and then you guys got them fired? No. Oh. <laughs> no. So what's. Okay. So no. this. You don't, you don't fuck around with what? this. Uh, you I don't fuck around you don't with this podcast. Flip around with this podcast. No, no. Well, you, you can you swear, swear on AM radio. radio. Oh. 
Uh, <laughs> no, but what's funny was that uh, we had like it had this like you know email back and forth, and then we confirmed it on a date, and but it was like going to be uh, a couple weeks down the line. The mm-hmm. back and forth was tense, though. Yeah, it was tense. <laughs> and then she did not have a sense of humor. So then the day of, I just send another email, being like, "Oh, it's." it's I can't wait to see you tonight. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just here's checking the address in. again. Like, yeah. here's checking in again. And then I got an auto reply that said, um, as of, and it was the day after our last email, this person does not work here anymore. Oh. Uh, and all these things. And so we sent the new music or the new, the, the, the new person. The person who was overseeing, yeah. Overseeing yeah. the transition. Like, what happened to this person? And they're like, oh, it just didn't work out. I was like, well, we're launching a full investigation. <laughs> and he, he was just like, okay, oh, like, yeah, okay. What are you talking about? And we're like, do you want to come on tonight? He was like, I'll Accidents check it out. on purpose yeah. expose. Yeah. We do some muckraking. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of fun. We did. We, we were really pleased with ourselves while we were writing those emails. But, you know. I'll, then, I'll tweet those out. And then we saw that person like the next weekend. At a show, or yeah, something. yeah, got snubbed. Yeah, got snubbed. A lot of weird, a lot of weird eye contact. You know what? Ninety nine percent of the people who asked to come on this podcast snub us in real life. Oh, it's not true. But now Ubu Roy is after. Well, a I'm gonna have to snub you guys then after tonight. Yeah, that's, you know? that's just how it goes, right? I'm just playing uh, my part. I'm a little mad at Ubu Roy. Are you really? What's going on? I'm not, but I I, I set them up a show in uh, uh, Boise, Boy Lake, yeah. Idaho, mm-hmm. and uh, they were like really late. Like they showed up, they got there after the show was supposed to start, uh, and the person was texting me like, "Do you have their number? They're not here. What's going on?" But then they showed up and they killed it. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's um, tough on the road. Also, Colin snubs me at Pagliacci. Uh, he doesn't know. Who, he's the one person who doesn't know who either of us are. No one knows who we are. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Oh. Anyway, so we're interviewing a gentleman. I'm going to ask him a question. Is that cool? <laughs> All right. Gentle so person. You did. Keep him coming. What's next? So you spent some time uh, overseeing the old Redmond Firehouse. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I used to spend a ton of time there as you. I interned there. Oh, really? Yeah, for like a couple months. Was Dylan your boss? No, I don't remember you, you at all. Um, no offense. I did you work well, at Doctor and like Jeff McNulty and stuff? I no. I um. I mean, I know. I I know Matt Doctor. Yeah. Um, so I actually, when I was in high school, I um, my band recorded there with Matt Doctor. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. and um, and then. Uh, yeah, so I went to shows there um, when I was in high school, and then um, you know years later came back to oversee the media lab. Ah, that was cool. cool. What is what are you, Gary? Stop burping! Oh my god, this whole interview. Gary has like a gallon of uh, no. Okay, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're not. You just keep popping in with nonsense. So earlier, so earlier today, I was in Tacoma, uh, and <laughs> you were in Bellingham and Tacoma. <laughs> yeah, what it's pretty much like a, four in the morning. <laughs> so I was I was in Tacoma, and I went to this coffee shop, <laughs> and the person in front of me, I don't know if this was on the menu or not. But I saw this drink being made. So it was like it was probably like a 16-ounce plastic cup, like a, a cold cup. Yeah. And there, well, because it could be a hot cup. Okay. Well, because the cold cups are usually see-through. All right. They're usually transparent, much like my stories. Mm-hmm. And so the woman, pour, the woman, the barista poured like a finger's worth of syrup into it, and I'm like, oh. that's gross. And then 
she opened up an energy drink and started pouring it in. And I'm like, she can't pour the whole thing in. There has to be another ingredient. But then that was it. And then she stirred it and like gave it to him. He paid and he left. And that was fucking disgusting. What? That's a drink that you can order? In Tacoma. Wow. Uh, that was totally fucking disgusting. I mean, that's wow. definitely off menu. That's gotta be off menu. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. It was really gross. And, and yeah. where was it? I'd like to know where I can go to order one of these. Oh, wait. Hey, Pace, what was the name of that coffee shop? Oh, I mean, hey, what was the name of that coffee shop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Tower. Tower? Tower. Oh, that sounds about right. Tower. Like, about what's the, like, street? Uh, Yakima and 11th. Uh, Yakima and 11th. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, and, I'll, yeah. I'll have to ask Versing if those guys know about oh, it because yeah. you know they're, they're they're Tacoma people and they Tacoma you know people. they they ought to know maybe where to get the, the good Tacoma. drinks. Maybe it's called like the Tacoma. <laughs> oh, and man. then maybe it's a shot of coffee Tacoma. on top. Hey. There you go, and that's how you you know then then it's legit. It's a it's a coffee. But that's drink. what I mean. I thought there was going to be another ingredient, but it's just this energy drink in like a finger's worth of syrup. It's disgusting. So gross. Yeah, that's. So you were the head of the. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the head of the media. And that segues perfectly into this yeah, conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so did you have to record a lot of like? Okay, I remember my young shitty band recording. Oh you know yeah, what, man. You know what? Yeah. Why don't you explain to the audience exactly the place you're talking? about? Oh, okay. Yeah. You both reference. Yeah, that's it. A good yeah, idea. yeah. So the old Redmond Firehouse is. Um, or at least it was. I'm not sure what it does now. It's um, yeah. It's like a, it's a teen center in Redmond yeah. that um, both has programs for uh, for kids. Uh, I think it's like 12 through 18. Yeah. Um, and then also puts on uh, puts on shows and events. Yeah. And um, they were the I'm yeah. Unless some historian corrects me here, uh, they were the um, the first place on the east side to like do anything like that yeah. and ground zero was you know there shortly after um and they sprung up during the times of the teen dance ordinance and uh, yeah it was a place where awesome all ages shows could happen it was it's really cool because like during the week they would have like you said events so you could go and hang out there and on uh -huh. fridays and, and saturdays uh, mostly fridays but they would have concerts and they would get really big bands from, not every Friday, but they would get big bands to come through yeah, yeah. and play all ages shows. Like that was where I would see the Blood Brothers mm -hmm. and, you know, like Square of Heroes and Big Business and, and Akimbo. And I would mm -hmm. just like, I thought it was so cool to see these bands that pretty much otherwise either played it house shows or bars or like these huge shows yeah and i think one of the one of the really awesome things about that too is that they would almost always have like a teen band opening yeah. for the shows mm -hmm. if not like a couple of them yeah and then they would also have a lot of nights that were just all teen bands and yeah, yeah. that was the first in my opinion real show i ever played yeah and then that was also the last show that band ever played and we just had like a ton of people there and it was Bragger. It was, yeah. Uh, bragger. Uh, <laughs> I, I peaked at 17. 2,000 2, pounds of people. Uh, oh I, I remember one of the first shows that I went to there was um, uh, Waxwing and oh, yeah. um, Minus the Bear and uh, a couple other bands. Um, Running from Sirens and uh, Smokers Die Younger. Oh, wow. Who I... I don't think yeah. I ever heard either no, of those yeah. two again, but um, yeah, and it was like you five bucks. Bands, was... Email us at accidentalperfectpodcast yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com and you can be a next guest. But they also had like a really cool local scene. Like there was, 
Mm-hmm. A loco scene? A loco, hey, Everyone's they're crazy. crazy. Like, just of, like, teen bands that, I feel like they all moved to Seattle and started good bands, like, even better bands, like Last Slice of Butter and... Yeah, I mean... Michaela's Fiend and stuff. Everybody was inspired to play music, yeah. and, you know. And so within it, they had this thing called the Media Lab, which is just a recording studio. Oh, and yeah. They would just, um, like, you could go in there, it was a really nice studio, and for cheap fee record your band that was where my band would record and stuff because we couldn't afford anywhere else mm-hmm. did they record uh, podcasts I don't know um, I never did any podcast recording while I was there I don't think podcasts existed back then <laughs> well when I was working there they definitely did oh okay oh. But, uh, actually yeah I, I, I was the last time I was there was like 12 years ago or something so yeah, I'm old so now. I think I was there from I think it was 2009 through 2013 mm. that I was working there. Oh, cool! Yeah, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. Um, I, I, it was really. I mean, I got I was super lucky to fall into um, the opportunity of running stuff there because uh, it was an opportunity for me to do a lot of recording and like manage a space and um, you know kind of have you know, oversight of uh, this facility with like a, you know, a low pressure on the recording side of things. Um, You know, like it wasn't, the place isn't there to like make money as a recording studio, you know, so I was there to like run recording sessions and also come up with programs and like, you know, teach kids about recording and I'd have interns and we'd, you know, do weird mic experiments and solder cables and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so touching on it again, did you get some like really, how can I say, interesting <laughs> like kid bands that were just like, you yeah, know, not very good, but really. It's funny, how, it's, wait, it's funny how you kept both of you kept saying teen bands until you got derogatory and you said kid bands. Yeah, teens <laughs> are better than kids. Kids. Suck. Oh, well, um, I like to say that I got very oh, good graders. at editing. Uh, working there. Yeah. yeah. Was there any were there any like uh like stage moms, like any parents like that would come in and be like like living through their rock and roll? You know, with their kids? not so much in the studio. I okay. think that that was like definitely a thing at the live shows. Yeah. Um and I I didn't do too much live sound there. Uh there's another guy that did or or still does actually um most of the most of the like front of house live show engineering. Mm. Um but I I'd fill in every now and then when he couldn't do it. Uh, and there were definitely some some parents there that were, you know, trying to relive the glory days a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, no. That's cool. It Sounds really awesome. Yeah. Glory days is Joseph's favorite uh, Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> it's a good song. <laughs> I listened to it right after I watched Far and Away. You do weird shit. Right. Hey, <laughs> you know what? You, you, you too. Bye. If I can relive my past. Um, we got to pay some bills. Uh, the hey, time to pay some bills? Yeah, it's time to pay some bills. Right, pay some we bills. will be right back. Here's Jim Coyne, a nice guy in a tough business. If you want to buy audio equipment, come to Sound Chamber. We'll show you why. Sound Chamber may not have the biggest showroom in Cleveland, only the best stock. When we advertise it, we have it. If you want to buy techniques, we sell it to you. No hype. Sound Chamber is the place to come because we have it all. That's why my customers always feel fantastic. Jim Coyne, Sound Chambers, Northfield at Emory, West 130th across from Southland, and in Menor on Center Street. <laughs> uh, I think it's time for turning the tables. This is where we turn oh, the tables. Oh, do you have this any questions for us? This segment that we do every week. Yeah, we do it every Turning week. the tables. I didn't prepare any questions. Um, but well, we had prepared some answers. So we didn't <laughs> ask the right questions. The 
Egypt <laughs> and Divisible by Two. Um, we'll, we'll just pause the tape. Oh, give you a chance to think. So we'll just edit. We'll edit out this pause. So just think. Uh, what is your favorite thing about doing this podcast? Um, groupies. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, AM radio groupies. No, are all uh, <laughs> they're like grandmas. Okay, we'll start. He asked the question. <laughs> um, I enjoy uh, every single moment I hang out with Joseph. And since he dit- he ditches out uh, hanging out with me in any other circumstance except doing the podcast. It's this is kind of true. This is the only time I get to hang out with him. <clears throat> uh, I enjoy drinking, uh, which happens during the podcast because yeah. AM 1045 uh, pays for all the alcohol. And I don't, I guess, I mean, partly is actually I am kind of a, a nerdy person and I actually do have a lot of questions for people. And like, I think if I approached you in a bar and asked you these questions, you would be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bands where like, if I oh, try yeah, to, I got it, I'm getting a text. So I'm going to, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, I do. And actually I think that a lot of, uh, either people that I have questions for don't get interviewed or when they do get interviewed, like I read those interviews and like they're stupid questions. Like, I mean, there's people who've been on the podcast who've been interviewed before and I'm like, ah, I don't like, this is not what I want to know. These are, it seems like just generic questions. Like yeah. mm-hmm. one step above what's your favorite color. And it, and it doesn't really <laughs> feel like you get to know them when you like read those yeah. interviews or anything. Yeah. And so I know I, I feel like I have like, you know, questions that I, I mean, I really enjoy music. Um, and I have questions about people who perform it or record it or write about it. And so I like having them come in. And, uh, yeah, cool. I, that's my favorite thing is getting to meet and become acquaintances of friends with people that I've looked up to for a long time. Or um, just I, I really I think the music scene in Seattle is awesome. And it's and it's a little bit of a tight knit community in certain areas. And it's cool to get to know those people. And I don't know, just to um, feel more a part of it. And then I think of all the people that have asked me on the podcast, and they have said no, and they're on the list, the big list. Whoa! Yeah, we keep on we keep a huge <laughs> list, size of a wall, of all the people who have said no to us. How many people have said no to us? There really are actually. There's only like one. No, there's more than one. Two. There's there's a band that sounds like pube dork. I actually don't know who. <laughs> Oh yeah, man said no. Actually, they keep saying yes, just not now. Actually, there's 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 there's, 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 there's a guy there's whose names with 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 uh, Vashon Island Napster <laughs> with Mason Laxter. Uh, no, most people don't say no. They just say yeah, I'll do it later. And then their next email is just a picture of their butt. <laughs> Actually, if that. If I would love if people rejected us by just sending the, us a picture of their butt. That would be fine by me. Or you can just say no. Well, uh, I, I really appreciate that mostly genuine answer <laughs> to my turning the tables yeah. question. That's been turning the tables. Uh, turning the tables. All right, Dylan, yep. let's say this happens. Let's say it happens. Let's say this happens. Um, Universal Studios buys the rights your story to Dylan Wall <laughs> who is going to play you in the movie Wait, what, would, what would you say when they come to your door and also who's they're going to come to my door well, they're, 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 they're going to let you they're going to let you be part of the casting who's going to play you and who's going to play Travis Ooh. <laughs> I don't know uh, yeah, no, that's good hmm 
who's gonna play me? Uh, Somewhat contemporary actor. Yeah, probably somebody. Probably somebody. Uh, Stop it! <laughs> Be nice to the guest. Um, for me, probably Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's yeah. huge. Doesn't uh, oh. matter. All right, fine. Yeah, I I really want to see a scene of Vin Diesel <laughs> recording in the media lab. Like, like I don't man, that's great. You know, yeah. I got pissed off the other day. Oh, you? So, someone that only sort of knows me sent a fair amount of people a mass text that says, "Do any of you think that Danny looks like Dwight from The Office?" <laughs> <laughs> Who was this? It is, you know. Okay. <laughs> Piss me off. All right. But I'm... I guess Dwight from The Office. If in the movie of your life mm-hmm. they do an episode or they do a segment with the podcast, Dwight from The Office, Rain Wilson, Rain Wilson, yeah. uh, making it Rain Wilson. So, oh my god. And uh, so we got Vin and, Diesel, Jesse <laughs> Eisenberg. We play you. We have Vin Diesel, and somehow Danny's in, insinuated us into your movie. Mm. This is, I mean... This is kind of like a pivotal moment in the story of my life. Dylan Wall has to think about his whole life. No, Dylan Wall has to think about his whole life before he goes into AM 1045 (laughs) Studios. It's all set in the studio. (laughs) Oh, let's talk about coffee. Uh, One of my favorite things about your website was when you were talking about all the gear that you have. Um, in your studio, and the last one is coffee. Oh, yeah. And it, <laughs> it says coffee, and that you have a nice French press. Mm-hmm. So, where is your favorite place in the city to get coffee? Where you feel like like your, the flavor and the value is the best, like dollar for drip, what is your best place to get coffee? Uh, there's a Victrola that's really close to my house that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, over on Beacon Hill. Oh, oh Beacon um, Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you get there? Uh, usually just an Americano. I think two thirds of Vats work there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's that true. That certainly hey. was true. I don't know if that's still true. Oh, it, maybe it is. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm not trying to. Are you complaining? You... Are you complaining? Are you trying <laughs> to get people fired? So you said it as though it was past tense. So I was. No, no. It's, it's true. Is it? Is yeah, it? Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, I haven't been in there in a, in a while, actually. Uh, so. Speaking of Vats, uh, they, on Halloween, they did a fantastic cover of uh, a bunch of girl groups. They did some Shangri-La songs. I thought they only did Shangri-Las. Uh, they did a Ronette song. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know what? Uh, every band at the Black Lodge did two songs. Vats did three. Were people mad? Uh, there were some riots. <laughs> um, what an unbeatable high that is. Exactly. Uh, how was he at the drive-in band one? Uh, you know what? I left before. Mm. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sixteen-year-old me would have loved to like. He was there. <laughs> he <laughs> was drunk. No. He had an afro. <laughs> I he was in the bathroom of, popping pimples. Sixteen-year-old me being there and just being like, oh, like, what is this place? Uh, he poured he poured gin all over the place. <laughs> That's because sixteen-year-old me was religious and didn't like uh, drinking. Would 16-year-old you kill baby Hitler? <laughs> I don't know. Would baby Hitler kill 16-year-old you? Maybe. Maybe. Why do we have to kill him? Why can't we just take him and like get him out of his own time? I, 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 would, I would like to encourage his painting. I would like to give yeah. him a good Why don't teacher. we just take... How about instead of killing him, why don't we just accept him to the Vienna Art College? I mean, see, the thing is... Uh, that's Well, that's what I was... I, John I was, Cusack is not a good teacher for painting. Hmm. Um, is that referencing a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. There's a movie called Max. 
uh, where it's about Hitler's days at art school and John Cusack is his father. Or no, father, no. John Cusack is his teacher. Oh, it damn. sucks. The movie sucks. <laughs> it's really I'm bad. glad you're giving it a fuck right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's almost to the point of uh, like... Uh, springtime for Hitler that producer mm, yeah, thing like yeah. it's it's fucking ridiculous it's, it's it's such a stupid idea like let's just make a movie about Hitler's art school Wait, days did you guys did you know and this is real that there was a, a sitcom where Hitler and his and his wife Ava like live in a house and it's supposed to be like a funny sitcom and they live next door to Jewish uh, neighbors what <clears throat> there was one episode made and it was cancelled what channel uh, you look it up online. It, this is real. You can watch it on YouTube. I promise. Yeah, the executives that greenlit that were immediately yeah. fired. Yeah, uh, it's real. I promise you. Uh, uh, Joseph, where is your favorite place to get coffee? Actually, you know what? We are out of time because, <laughs> oh, as we I said, a good answer. But as we right. said earlier, uh, accounting one hundred and fun is coming in books. Uh, this week. Uh, when QuickBooks seems a little too long. Uh, just hit that bong and everything will be alright. <laughs> uh, my name's Danny. I'm Joseph. Don't do your taxes. Um, thank you, Dylan, Wall, Dylan, for coming in. Thank you uh, so much. If you're yeah, a man in Seattle and you need someone to twist those knobs, why don't you let Dylan if twist If you're a listener knobs. in Seattle and Dylan Wall's name is on the record, you should definitely listen to it. And uh, here we go. This is uh, the newest track from So Pitted. And yeah. listen to the, how those knobs are twisted. Oh, he twisted those knobs. Bye, everybody. Fuck you, realistic. Fuck you, realistic.